0: Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I am excited today. We've got a great group of three young people, including uh, Amanda Aviles, uh, Gavin Poor, and Amog Barnwall, and uh, Amog and Gavin are high school students. Uh, it's going to be a fun conversation. Amanda serves on the uh, advisory board or, uh, and, and is uh, really helping to lead Joshua's Heart an organization that is led by uh Joshua and uh Joshua started the the enterprise uh back in what was it 2005 when he was like four years old Mm -hmm. uh and and this organization started by a tiny child is still going today going strong Uh, Amanda why don't you take a minute and give us a bit of an overview a history of of Joshua's heart could you do that
1: Sure. Um, So the Joshua's Heart Foundation was started in 2005 by uh, my dear friend Josh, Uh, when he was a little kid. You know, he had a passion for um, feeding the hungry. He saw homelessness in his community, and he wanted to do anything he could to to help. His, uh, you know, he 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 bugged his mom plenty until his mom kind of caved and said, "All right, like, what can we do?" Gathered some friends and family. They would, you know, make sandwiches and and hound out food. And 18 years later, it's become this phenomenal organization. I started volunteering um, in 2012 uh, during the backpack program, which is a program to uh, feed kids who are on free lunch programs during the summer. So there have been so many different programs and so many, you know, amazing opportunities that have come out of this organization through the past 20 or so years. But the foundation's primary mission is to stomp out hunger, as well as to engage and empower youth in that fight.
0: Well, it is amazing, inspiring work Um, and and Amanda, we'll come back to you in a minute because I want to hear your story, but Gavin, maybe you would take a minute and tell us how you discovered and got involved with Joshua's heart personally.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for asking. So I joined Joshua's Heart actually after meeting with Amog and a couple of other friends that went to my school. Uh, They were part of it for a while. So I was like, you know what, I might as well try joining it too. So I joined Joshua's Heart a little over a year ago. And so far, it's been amazing. I've got to, you know, work externally and do a lot of volunteering at the pantry. That's amazing in North Miami Beach. Um, But I've also got to do a lot of internal work, helping Josh with a lot of the financial team, a lot of the logistics, marketing, um, even outreach, networking. It's truly been an awesome opportunity. It feels like uh, I've had the opportunity to work professionally, but knowing that all my work that's professional is going to such a great cause. It's been amazing. But uh, yeah, I got started because, you know, it's it's a youth led organization. Uh, I mean, I heard about it from the youth and now I'm working with a team of you know youth um, leaders. So it's it's been phenomenal
3: so far.
0: Um, Amog, what about you? What's your how did you get connected to Joshua's heart?
3: Yeah, so. I have actually been with the foundation for almost 10 years now. My first distribution was when I was six years old, and it was one of our annual Thanksgiving food distributions. And ever since that moment, I truly have um, loved the foundation and everything that um, it stands for. Our mission is to truly inspire and empower youth. To tackle global issues and and change the work through kindness uh, teamwork and determination so being part of the foundation, since I was six i've been able to not only see. um, The large scale of um, impact that we've had, but also the growth within the Community, Um, I also serve as the junior advisory board chair and am the youth head for our um, outreach aspect of our foundation. So it's been amazing um, being part of it and seeing our vision truly come alive, effectively engaging and educating young people in our community to fight hunger and poverty on a global basis.
0: Yeah, that is uh, uh, that is so great to see the incredible uh, stuff that's going on. Amanda, I want to ask you to, to address kind of an interesting dynamic that uh, the organization faces today, the the founders, the early participants, the youth that were leading this organization years ago are growing up and you want to keep them involved and engaged, but you also want to preserve the youth-led nature of this organization. How are you doing that now
1: as grownups? So that's a really interesting question, one that we've actually been working very recently to address um, I mean, I kind of grew up in the organization. Josh and, Josh and I were part of the same class. We had a core group of friends that we were part of the original Junior Advisory Board, and we participated in all these distributions and all these different projects. But once we graduated high school, went to college, started our careers, and kind of moved on to different areas, there wasn't a lot that we could do to contribute if we weren't still based in Miami, where the the pantry is. Um, so it's actually been a, a few years since I was like really heavily as involved as I was in high school a few months ago Josh reached out to me and he said hey listen I have this idea what do you think um and we've been working on what we have lovingly nicknamed jhf 2.0 uh essentially it splits the organization into three parts we have our core volunteers we um, encourage volunteers of any age to come and uh, do what they can. I had siblings who, uh, or have siblings who are much younger than I am, and when they were as young as one, two years old, they were putting cans in bags. So we encourage anybody who has the urge to help to to come and volunteer. We have our junior advisory board now, which is something that we started uh, when I was part of the organization. In I would I want to say when I was a in eighth grade, uh, which is now. Uh, Basically, we have teams in the junior advisory board. We have a finance team. We have an intel team, a marketing team, and all these different teams comprise the junior advisory board. And the junior advisory board oversees pantry operations. So they're running the show. And now we have my favorite part, the National Advisory Board, which is made up of alumni such as myself um, and such as, you know, friends of mine that I grew up with who have now come back after they've gotten experience in college, gotten experience in their careers, who can now come back and mentor the Junior Advisory Board kids, show them how to run the show, show them what to do, how to, you know, how to best operate and who can lead the organization on a national basis.
0: That's, that, that's, it's awesome. This is a big challenge that you're facing. And, and I love the approach you're using to address it. It really is, uh, I think, a, a great strategy.
1: It's been I'm wanting... great. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's been a really great experience because one of the things that I most love about this organization is how we've. We grow up together. We really, truly develop these unbreakable bonds with each other, and we, you know, follow each other through through college and our careers. And the amount of people who have, you know, jumped at the opportunity to come back and help out. We, most of our program is digital now, so you know, pe- we have people in Tampa, we have people in Orlando, we have people in Washington D.C., in Connecticut, who are saying like, "If I can get involved, I want to do anything and everything I can." I mean, so many of our volunteers. Um, I mean, I've been with Joshua's heart for 11 years now. So many of our volunteers stay for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. Uh, and any t- and opportunity that they have to come back and help out and contribute more to the community, they just, they jump at the chance. And it's, it's really, really beautiful to be a part of.
0: Yeah. Um, Amoga, I want to ask you about your experience with this. You, you, you kind of typify what Amanda was just saying about people who've been with the organization a long time. I mean, you're, you're a kid by a lot of definitions, and you've been doing this for, by my calculation, a dozen years. That's (laughs) a long time to be volunteering. Tell us about a little bit more about that first experience at the, you know, your first Thanksgiving um, food pantry experience where you're, uh, I mean, how was that? How did that work? How did it touch you? Tell us, about the logistics and how you got involved at age six.
3: Yeah, of course, I actually love telling the story. It's one of my favorites. So my family has always been um, love in love with the idea of philanthropy and volunteering and uh, making a positive impact in our community. So when I was six, uh, my older sister was in high school and my family would come and she would come and my younger sister and my grandparents, we would always look for places where we could volunteer. And unfortunately, at the time, Joshua's Heart Foundation was the only organization that allowed youth of any age to come out and volunteer so it was so cool seeing so many kids my age younger than me older than me all coming together and um, volunteering and which is something that is very unique about our foundation is that we empower youth from the very beginning sometimes we get questions um oh i have a five-year-old like i can't I don't have anyone to take care of them when we're volunteering. We always tell them, please bring them. It's such a beautiful sight to see a whole family volunteering, whether it be the little kids um, holding the bags open to put groceries in while the adults are doing much more of the heavy work. It's still really cool to see all the kids um, coming together to make a difference but for me specifically my thanksgiving food distribution i was six years old and it was the first food distribution or the concept of that i had ever been to and it was a lot happening at once but it was also so so cool So the one memory that I have that has always stuck with me is that when I was um, in line, we used to have people come to us and we would shop with them, like a grocery store. So they would get to choose exactly what they would want to take home. And a family came with another six-year-old. And this was the first time I had saw someone that had looked like me in the way of we're the same age. We might have gone to the same school or we might have similar life experiences at that age. But he, when I gave his family that box of food, I saw his smile brighten up. And to me, I was shocked, something that I take for granted. I never think when's the next food going to be um, on the table or when the next family dinner is going to be. It's something that just happens. So, so to see someone my age um, see so much joy from something that I took for granted really opened my eyes to the many problems that many people face that are six years old. So it is cool to tell people that um, I started volunteering when I was six, but it's sad to know that there are six-year-olds who didn't get that same opportunity because of the circumstances they were put in. So ever since that day, I have um, been grateful for our foundation for giving me the opportunities and allowing me to experience um, giving back firsthand.
0: That is, that is really remarkable. I really, uh, I, I love that story. Now, Gavin, I wanna ask you to take a minute and tell us a little bit about the organization today is primarily run and led i think by the junior advisory board and you're a member of that tell us how the organization runs and and i think i i I want you to sort of clarify and confirm that the folks your age are really running
2: this thing right am
0: i am i getting that right
2: you are you are 100 percent correct so i myself have been working within the finance team and even as a 17 year old i've been working on grants i've been working on tax statements which sounds kind of boring and you know to any to like other teenagers but for me it's been great because i've got this kind of sort of professionalism where i've been able to work on these professional tasks but we have so many other teams, like kind of Amanda was talking about before. We have an Intel team, a marketing team, a MOGA is part of the outreach team. So many other, my friends are on, you know, youth led teams and they're, but the great part about it is it is rigid, it is structured. So we have a team, everyone has a position, everyone has tasks and we have the, the national advisory board, like um, Amanda was talking about that helps us out and, you know, guides us and teaches us and mentors us while we're able to do our own work independently. So not only have been students uh, given the opportunity at such a young age to learn a lot about you know different parts about a professional thing uh like a professional organization and ngos and things like that but you know everything that they're doing is for such a great cause like a moog has been talking about um so it's just like it, there's so much motivation there's so much joy behind it and it's it's like a giant family like everyone is working together towards the same thing everything is interconnected if i have a question i have there's nothing shame there's no shame behind it i can go and ask somebody get my answer um get my answer and then you know move on and everyone just kind of works on the same page it's it's honestly like remarkable it's like I never expected going into it that it would be this tight-knit community that it is but it is and um and it's truly been awesome. Well
0: this is just uh so fun to hear and I- I'm grateful for all that you're sharing uh, we're going to take a quick break uh but you know today we're here with uh three of the young people helping to run Joshua's Heart uh a, a large a food distribution uh, effort that's going on, primarily in in southern South Florida. Uh, but we're, I'm here with Gavin Poor, Mo Branwall, and uh, Amanda Aviles. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to them about their superpowers. So stick around; you don't want to miss this. Need money for your small business or startup? Learn how to raise capital on your own terms. Renowned attorney Jenny Casson will teach you how to fund your business without selling your soul. She'll share secrets learned over decades of fundraising. November 15th at 1 Eastern. Register today for free at thesupercrowd.com. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Join us at Supercrowd Baltimore to connect with community-focused business leaders and investors working to support diverse founders, social entrepreneurs, and community builders. Learn how to raise money from the crowd and how to invest like a pro november 30th at the O rail museum register today at the supercrowd.com well we are thrilled to be here today we have with us uh, gavin poor moog branwall and uh amanda aviles uh this is a great discussion these are youth leaders of uh joshua's heart and we're going to be talking to them now a little bit about their superpowers uh, uh amanda you you grew up with Joshua's heart, and you've gone on to college. You now started a, a professional career. Um, you're remarkably accomplished. Uh, what do you see as your superpower?
1: You know, um, I have actually thought about this a lot because when I first started, when Josh first reached out to me, he graduated from NYU Stern Business School. Um, he brought in a few of his business school friends. And I was actually very self-conscious because I didn't really know anything about business. I didn't have a business background or, or anything like that. But I realized pretty quickly that my superpower is not, you know, in necessarily the financial, logistical... Um, the the minute hard skills but more of the soft skills more of the way that i relate to people the way that i can understand people the way that you know we're working with teenagers so we'll discuss these kind of complex business uh business terms and you know i say great that's all sounds good how do we relay this to a 15 year old how do we you know get a high school senior excited about sops or lois or (laughs) or anything else like that so I really do think that that's uh, been my main superpowers, you know, figuring out how to connect with the kids, how to get them excited, how to get them on board and how to give them the confidence to then instill confidence in the next generation.
0: Well, that is a very uh, powerful superpower, uh, you know, that that ability to lead. So uh, kudos, kudos. Um, Amo, you have, uh, you've been with the organization for a long time and we talked about golly, maybe 12 years, uh, 11 at least, if I'm doing the math right, and it is just such a remarkable thing. What do you think is your superpower?
3: Yeah, so it is often said that youth are the future, right? But I personally believe, and Joshua's Heart foundation actually taught me this, I think youth are the present. I think my superpower lies in the fact that I am young, and I youth empowerment youth leadership so it's about recognizing the potential within each and every single one of us and every young person has this and it's something that people don't talk about enough or people don't mention but the fact that youth have the power to make active change just because of the fact they are young is a huge, huge uh, superpower to me. So I think every single young person um, has all these tools, but it's just about providing them the resources, the opportunities they need to reach their fullest potential. It really is about fostering um, a sense of agency, self-confidence, resilience in our youth. And it's about giving them a seat at the table, whether it's a voice um, about decisions or something that matters about their collective future. It's really important for youth to know that they also have power, the world is not Just about adults or people who seem big, but change comes from everybody. And throughout history, uh, it has often been the youth who have driven innovation and progress. And um, when we are empowering young people to pursue their ideas and passions, I think that we're investing in our future as a whole community. And it's been awesome growing up in the foundation and learning that something that naturally is just born with us is something that um i have the power to help others with so whether it be problem solving or leadership development um social and political engagement i think youth truly is um something that allows me to do what I need to do. And in general, like youth empowerment might be a buzzword, but it's a powerful force for positive change. It's, as I said, it's an investment um, into all of our futures, a commitment to equality and recognition of the potential within each um, individual young person. So at the foundation and my personal goals is to work together to empower our youth, um, to support their dreams and to build a brighter and more promising world for generations to come.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant, Amog. Gavin, it's just, it's so remarkable to see the leadership role you're
2: taking on as a 17-year-old. Uh, what is your superpower? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Um, I honestly am going to piggyback off of what Amog said and talk about, you know, my superpower specifically in youth engagement, but more on soft skills and more networking. You know, I've truly like on my whole life I've had a love for public speaking and you know talking with people um getting my voice out there but you know before Josh was hard I kind of realized that it was just my voice and i wanted to make sure that other people like Amoke said you know get to have a seat at the table they get to share their own voice through so much positive change so um i think for me when i first came into the organization i saw how many people there are that are like me that are super young super ambitious but maybe are shy maybe are afraid they don't they're so used to having uh, adults you know take over and manage operations that they don't really want to come forward um, so I've realized that I wanted to take charge. I wanted to use my superpower and engage students. So actually with the organization, uh, I helped with, uh, with their first ever networking workshop. So I showed students how to, you know, use LinkedIn, how to send messages to politicians, industry professionals. Um, it's just great because people are coming to me like, Hey, Gavin, like, how do I, you know, talk to them? How do I start a conversation? How do I spark this? Um, it's been so good because I'm seeing kids kind of like, you know, branch out and, you know, I've seen like their inner confidence shine and knowing that all their confidence and all their passions and the discussions and conversation that they're having are so moving and just so great, especially because, you know, they're, they're creating so many good things and they're launching so many opportunities for the organization that, you know, adults themselves may not be able to get and it's the youth that are launching and creating a pipeline you know for for years to come uh it's been great and I'm really glad that I've been able to be a part of this positive force with the Moog and the other youth that are part of the board um it's been you know truly phenomenal and I can't wait to see you know how you know students in the future you know use their voice to continue to shine not just in Joshua's heart but in their communities as a whole um but how Joshua's heart you know impacts the community everywhere so yeah it's, that's probably where my superpower I think lies Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, uh, as we wrap up here, I want to ask uh, Amanda, maybe you could take the time to do this, but maybe you could just tell people how they can learn more about Joshua's heart and how they can support it. And I realize that 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 may be a complicated issue, right? Of course, it's easy to give money and a lot of people are in a position to do that. But a lot of young people are going to be interested in how to engage, really engage so make sure you explain how to do that. Um, and, and then, um, you know, uh, I want to be cautious here. Uh, y- you're young people, but um, to the extent that you want to receive contact in a safe way, <laughs> tell us how that might be so we can uh, get in touch with you. Okay. Uh, and again, uh, I want you to be careful. <laughs> but, uh, well, but if I there's mean- a way to get in touch, us though.
1: Absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, I mean, we do have all of our different social media accounts. Uh, We have our LinkedIn. We have uh, Instagram is definitely one of our most active, Twitter, Facebook. So any kind of social media um, platform that anyone uses, uh, more than likely we're there. You can just look us up. Joshua's Heart uh, is our handle for Twitter and for Instagram. Um, You know, it's funny that you say the thing about the money. It's easy to donate money. Uh, So we definitely have a donation um a donation button on our website it's gonna be Heart.org. if that's something that interests you for the most part right now because we are in a bit of a development period we're mostly only accepting volunteers and junior advisory board members from the south florida area however for anyone who is not in that area and is absolutely very committed very dedicated very excited about our mission we refuse to turn anyone away so as we're growing we're still looking for for anyone who might want to get involved digitally So definitely our website, our social media platforms are the best way to to keep updated and keep in touch with us.
0: Excellent, excellent. Now, again, wanting to be as as cautious as possible. If you have personal uh, social media accounts you want people to know about, uh, why don't you go ahead and shout those out quickly so folks know how to get in touch with you. If you don't, that's just fine. it's, this may it's, not be, you know, this isn't a dating platform, okay?
1: <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, that's definitely been a front of mind issue as we've, you know, slowly grown and developed. But LinkedIn is definitely the best way to get in contact with any of us, any of the leadership especially. I myself am on LinkedIn. Uh, a dot, or A-Abilis or is my um, the end of my LinkedIn link. That's definitely going to be the best way to get in contact and to message me and to message most of our leadership.
3: Right. Yeah, if- what about <laughs> you,
0: Amog? Are you are you available anywhere?
3: Yes. If anybody has any questions or would like to reach out um, regarding volunteering or other stuff, please feel free to, you can DM me on Instagram at Amog Burnwell, or please feel free to add me on LinkedIn and reach out. Um, same thing, just my full name, Amog Burnwell.
2: Yeah, and same with okay. me as well uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Gavin Poor. Uh, if you look it up, I, I'm one of the only ones on there named Gavin Poor. so uh, I'm there. Feel free to send me a message if you have any questions about the organization, how to get involved, I'd love to, love to have a conversation.
0: Fantastic. Well, we're thrilled to have had you all on the show. Thank you so much for making time. We wanna wish you every success in the continued work that you're doing, not only to feed those who are hungry, but to develop leaders in the youth.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Thank you so much. All right. Thank Alrighty. you. Let's Thank do you. some good.